This is HPR episode 2263 entitled Freak Does Geek. It is hosted by first time host FTH and is about 24 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is a drift through a variety of topics with the letter as the. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hi, welcome to Freak Does Geek. Today's episode is sponsored by the letter A. <laughs> uh, my name's Frank Tomasoki. Um, welcome to Freak Does Geek. This is my very good friend, Hugh. What's this podcast about? It's about audio? Yeah, all sorts of different things. Accessibility. With Freak being unique people, um, everyone is unique. Um, people with accessibility and requirements don't have to be freaks. <laughs> oh, bus is just closed. Bus doors just closed. Right? Okay. I'll step on Frank. You step on behind me. You see a seat. Frank. And there's one up, uh, forwards a little bit, and then to the right there's two of them. This one. Yeah, that'll do. This particular episode we were talking about um, audio, right? And um, one of the great things about um, having someone who is enhanced on a visual uh, on an audio spectrum yeah that's me <laughs> um, uh, would would um, be able to enable me to concentrate on describing things that are happening around us and so In audio. would you Hugh because um, yeah because I should explain that yeah. um, I've got visual impairment right and my visual impairment has got deteriorated a lot over the last 20 years so I get most of my information for getting around like I just got on the bus then I actually went on first, didn't I? You followed me up the stairs. So the way I was doing that was a combination of using my cane and just this sort of audio soundscape all around me. And so I'm sort of seeing through that, and I I reckon my brain has rewired, and all of this sort of spatial information coming through my ears is now being rewired and almost creating this sense that I can see where I'm going. It's not the same thing, but you were interested in that, weren't you, Frank? Yeah, I did. I was always always fascinated about... um how different people perceive the world um, yeah. in, in so many different ways, like philosophically, um, uh, like um, how when you look at different pieces of art, different people express different perspectives, but the truth sometimes comes across, um, and that's that, that's that's a wonderful thing. Mm. And um, and it doesn't matter how different we are there's things that we connect through that's what I'm interested in the fact that we can connect yeah we're multi-sensory creatures yeah and if you're all of our brains are adapting to our environment all the time this idea that you know everyone that can see or everyone that can hear or everyone who's got sort of two legs that we're always interacting with the environment in exactly the same way it's it's kind of a myth 
Um, it's the myth of sight or the myth of hearing that everyone hears or sees in the same way. Um, I think if you're an ophthalmologist and you're measuring people's sight uh, on that chart, you know that chart you have to look at, um, yeah, they can test you to a kind of scientific norm, which is how many lines down can you get, and they can, te- they can say when you can't read it anymore, because you say, well, I can't read that letter anymore. So that's a scientific test. But that's such a narrow Beautiful. idea of seeing, because when you're talking about looking at a piece of artwork, it's not, you're not reading letters. You're looking at colours. Everyone knows that colours are variable in the way people see. Might might be not hugely variable, but there's probably differences in the way people would interpret and see colours. They might not be big ones, but they might be little. But then there's angles, shadowing, depth, or the perception of depth, content. Like, is that person smiling or not? Someone might say, I think they are. And someone else might say, I'm not sure they are. They're they're sort of looking like they're looking a a bit... amused or they're they're asking a question and so you get all this interpretation you add all those different dimensions up and are those two people seeing the same thing and then going on to this connection business when I'm connecting with you in this environment we're just walking down the street you just dropped our kids off at school and we're walking down the street I'm using audio mainly and touch you're using visual and we're both just walking next to each other you're not guiding me I'm just walking next to you and then we get to the end of the street, and lots of people from around probably just see us as two guys walking along. They don't realise we're using totally different ways of getting down the street. <laughs> totally different senses. But to them, it looks the same. Well, that's amazing. It's really cool, because like, um, we, we, we kind of, um, you can get quite rude bus drivers sometimes. And I think the bus <laughs> driver this morning didn't realise we had um, we had been connected in such a way. And, um, he he was, closed the door on us. He had, yeah, and he had <laughs> um, one of those most embarrassing moments, like, oh, right, OK. <laughs> but fortunately for, for, for... How did you open that door, Frank? I just, I, I just used the force of will. It's just amazing the way the, the, the servo started, the hydraulics started shutting the door, and then you stepped in, and I was waiting for you to basically be snapped in half, and then the door opened again. It was like that moment in Star Wars. <laughs> Got the trash compactor, dude. And that there's also the geek aspect to it, because um, you were talking about variables, and um, I was going to do some tutorials inside this at some point as well, but... Um, I'm not sure. Like it's it's an evolving creature. Mm. It's been um, sitting here for about two years. I've had the freak to get URL, but um, I've never had the um, self confidence to push through and do the podcast. So it's quite cool to be finally recording it after two years of having the URL. I think <laughs> it, the time was now. <laughs> it's a, it's a the sun rose years. on this one today. Yeah, that's it. So. You were talking about connecting. Yeah. How you're doing it visually, I'm doing it through sound. Yeah. And also, like, perception. Like, um, so we've connected. But um, there is this this com- commonplace where, um, in the objective reality, um, despite um, a lots of um, different perspectives of the objective reality, there are things that we can scientifically prove. Like a tree um, to people will yeah. always be a tree so audio is the theme of this podcast mm-hmm. so when, when I'm walking past a tree I, I don't, unless it's making a sound and unless I've touched it I, I don't know it's there, but there is a scenario and I do know it's there and that's my knowledge of the environment I'm in so even if on a previous day I kind of walked a little bit too close to the edge of the pavement and, and just touched the, so the bark of the tree because it's quite close to the pavement then next time I walk past, 
I'll kind of hear the sound slightly bending around that tree. Nice. Watching you um, navigate with a stick, right? I was, I was, we, we, I was really excited because um, uh, anyone who follows my Twitter feed knows that I was really, really excited about Daredevil, right? And I was really excited <laughs> about um, when it first came out. The, the new release of Daredevil, okay. right? Um, and, and, and like seeing you um, sort of navigate um, right. kind of set me off, right? And I was like, are you a secret agent, Hugh, right? <laughs> I, you, I, I can't reveal. Um, the way that you d- described um, how you perceive this model of reality, there are certain things that you will wake up and come back to. Yeah. Um, so you kind of like go through the dream reality. Now that, yeah. okay. right, okay, I've never asked you this, right? What is it like dreaming, Hugh? This is a tough one because we. I have to say that my dreams feel the same as they always did. Nice. Right, so that's the first thing. But the next question is going to be, what, what, what are you experiencing in those dreams? Please. Right. This is, this is really, really hard to describe because I think that my awareness of where I am in the world is quite a lot non-visual. Yep. It's also visual as well. Right. Now here's the... This is a bit of a mind bender. No? Try and imagine... Seeing... Right through your eyes right now. Mm-hmm. So you like, look at something now. I've got my eyes right. shut. <laughs> Open them. Okay. Look at something, look at something. Right, okay. Right. And, and, and anyone listening, look at something now. Just look at your hands or whatever, a pen on right. your desk or whatever it is. Just look at something. Now try and imagine what that object feels like. Touch it. No, don't actually touch it. Just imagine touch the it, sensation of touching, touching it, it with colour. No, no, imagine no. the sensation of touching it with your hand. Right, imagine the sensation. Supposing there's a pen on the desk, or right. we're sitting on a bus, um, there's a seat in front of you, just, just right. grab that handle as long as you can avoid a person sitting in front. Um, now you look at it, now if you actually imagine touching it, and then shut your eyes and, get, and just sort of imagine the combination what you've just seen and the, the sensory information coming in through your touch sensations, your, your touch channels. This is where now, it that, happens. That is my visual reality. That now, is the I am seeing enhancement it. you have. Yeah, I'm seeing it, but I'm seeing it, and so when I, I'm not, I'm not actually dreaming in visual or touch. It's I'm a kinetic just, I'm thing. I'm just there. It's like, it's like I'm just existing. Now sometimes, so that's that, that might not help, but it might have just no, given me a bit of insight. Helps. So what I'm perceiving is like that the body that you inhabit, right, is a way of experiencing the world when you are in conscious awake state, yeah. but you have a perception of your body um, without having it um, physically, right, okay, so someone puts a, a coat on, right, they wear that coat, right, yeah. That's that's you in the day, right? Yep. But you have a perception of that coat all the time, right? Yeah, exactly. And you can touch things with that coat, right? But you don't have to... Your perception is that this coat allows you... No, no, no. You actually perceive the world, right? And you're able to perceive that coat all the time. Whether you got it on or not. That's it. You got it. Nice. That's it. So you got That's this, really exciting. Got so it's new of, for me. <laughs> so the most important factor 
I think, in, in dreaming. And this is why this question of... Have you noticed I've held back from the, the obvious question which everyone often wants to ask somebody who can't see? Mike? Which is, do you see in your dreams? I didn't want to say that phrase. I didn't want to ask that. No, I didn't want to say it because it's a cliche. Well, I'm glad. I don't, I, you see, I that's what I'm see talking the, to. You. The edge of it. Yeah, that's I... what I'm talking to because you haven't asked actually a really awkward question to have to answer. Because to answer that question, you have to say, "Can I just explain something?" That's the wrong question to be answering, asking me, because that shows you don't understand dreams. They don't get. Or you haven't thought about your own dreams. So you're just they, asking they a cliche question. Dreams and they don't think about... Oh, yeah, yeah I they're, they're asking cliche because they've probably not thought about their own dreams. Because are their own dreams just purely visual? They've, they've right. probably never stopped to think that... Actually, there's probably all sorts of weird sensations going on in your body. Your dreams are a combination of all sorts of different sensory things. So do me a favour, right? The first thing, right, if you are listening to this podcast, right, um, contact Hugh and me on... Or Hugh and Frank on... Um, freakdoesgeek at gmail.com and tell us about what your experience of dreams is um, particularly if um, you've got an interesting perspective yeah. um, I'd like to hear what people say because okay. it's, it's, our whole world is multi-sensory right. you know, when I was doing my master's degree all those years ago at Middlesex Uni I, I, I wrote this section on how our experience isn't visual visual is part of it it's just mm-hmm. that we tend to describe it visually because that's our mode of communication. Lovely. But, but being behind that mode of communication, it was probably an awful lot to do with physical. I mean, when, you, when you're looking at a street, right, you're walking, say we're walking back from school, like we just have, you're looking at the pavement, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I can imagine from the days when I could see that pavement today was slimy, wet, it was raining, there was probably bits of rubbish here but and there. But not always. Yeah, not always. Yeah, it varies okay, so a lot. Yeah, yeah. But you're, imagine the thing you're looking at. You're seeing this... this this visual reflection of light. Yeah. It's reflecting off the pavement. Yeah. Now the tip of my stick is touching that same pavement. So Got I am getting the reflection of physical vibrations. Because you can feel the, from the, the same you pavement. sense the slime. Yeah. And you sense the I'm sensing different so characteristics. Yeah, different characteristics physical characteristics. But all you're doing is seeing them. So cool. But light's reflecting off the pavement and your, your, your retinas are picking it up, mm-hmm. my hand is connected to my stick, which is touching the pavement, and that's picking up the, the vibration, the physical vibrations. Mm-hmm. But we're both picking up reflections from something. Right. Now, for you to see anything, that pavement needed to physically exist. And actually, you Lovely. wouldn't be able to walk on the street if it didn't physically exist. So, so physical existence, which, yeah. is, which is something we touch, actually is the start of everything. So there's an objective reality, and then there's like the reality that we experience as um, changing creatures experiencing the objective reality. So like there's subjective and objective reality. What happens to me and you, yeah. and then and, and our personalities as we um, travel through life, yeah. and then there's these objects that we interact with and yeah. share life through, like tables. <laughs> you were talking um, about chairs the other day. Chairs. What was I saying about chairs? You're you were saying uh, that oh, I can't remember now. Mm. Well, you, we just have such a fun time talking. I, I'm used to thinking about audio all the time so much. Yeah. That to, to forgive me for using the expression, I can't see the wood for the trees. No, I, love I, I just am an audio person. Okay. I just am soundscapes. And you've been audio 3D for a long time, haven't you? 
Yeah, I was just saying to you, just before we started this recording, yeah. I was saying to you, God, I've been doing audio for nearly 40 years. <laughs> and I'm 45. Wow. <laughs> I made my first recording, you know, popped the cassette in, got my dad's microphone, plugged it into the tape deck, and did my first recording. And my first recording wasn't about, um, you know, it was just, it wasn't about anything. It was just, I can't remember, obviously, because I was probably about five. <laughs> but I remember just being so excited by the fact that you could, you could make noises and do, and do fart sounds. <laughs> And then you could play them back. And to me, that was so funny. But you see the importance of that. Yeah. At that age, making a fart sound is actually very, very funny. And that was my reality then. So mm-hmm. I was using audio in the way that meant something to me then. I can remember, like my mum um, giving me. Um, I don't know if, the, if this rem- rem- reminds you of anything. Like um, a tape recorder that had us. It was half speaker. Yep. And then half cassette. And then it had the plastic buttons um, right at the end. Right? I remember those. Yes, right. And um, I remember getting one for my birthday. And I remember having such a fun time. I'm taking it round the house and recording people when they weren't expecting it. So it's like, because um, one of the other things is like I've always been um, aware of what's happening, right? So like with the internet, um, I could see it happening at, in front of me. Um, with these sort of sound things, um, I was really, really excited about it. But I never did anything, right? And um, it you recorded like you people were, around the house. Yeah, that was it. No, so I tell it, didn't I'm it. interested in this because I'm sure I must have. So it had batteries, yeah. portable, portable tape recorder. Um, and like. Um, we use like probably AAA batteries and yeah. AA batteries m- mainly now. So those are the sort of ones that are the size of your thumb. Yeah. Um, whereas like these ones was, were D-sized batteries. Yeah. Um, at the time, um, there was the ATATs around, and I had to um, confiscate my own batteries from my ATAT all-terrain armor transport for anyone who doesn't know Star Wars by now, okay. which shouldn't be very many of you, right? Um, but if you aren't aware of Star Wars, it's okay. <laughs> um, we're well, embracing I'm everyone. <laughs> so you're looking at something. Oh, they were massive, those. They were big. Still get them hefty, on eBay. Hef, hefty bit, bit mm. beast. Like a uh, can of can of drink. Oh, no, it wasn't actually. It was a C's. The oh, D's were in the. I must have nicked them from the attack for some. Hang on, the, you need to. The, we're on yeah. D's and C's. This is for a different podcast. Right, yeah. actually, because you have talked about A, triple so, A, which just sort so, of fit with the theme of A. So you know, <laughs> I'm starting to we're be myself right off, now. Hugh has actually um, helped me derail enough to, for me to be me. <laughs> just hit the swamp. We need to oh, get out right. of it. Right, okay, we're in Dagobah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the tail end of Freak Does Geek, the prototype, the zero episode. Zero episode, I like Right, that. okay. And, um, uh, yeah, so one of the things I did record was Sesame Street, <laughs> right? And I used to record the Love introductions that. and all the um, count, um, counts as the well, count. you know? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. One! Ah, 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 yeah. Ah. Two, uh, yeah, all that, yeah. and then, um, and then the, this episode is sponsored by the letter A. That was our thing. It is. So you just see Big Bird there, just, just smiling. He didn't smile, did he? he? Had a beak. But you were asking me about something about. Hang on, you taped that. You were recording people, and I was just saying, yeah. What, what were you? So when you were sneaking up on people, you were sort of saying you used to enjoy that just, yeah, just, just catching people right, unawares it was just, used to, what I used to do was instantaneously play it back so it was only like <laughs> five seconds and then I'd, I'd play it back and then I'd run so like um, my mum um, used to, to do, that. do quite a very good shrill from wherever she was in the house yeah um, and then and then like threatened to take 
this particular tape recorder and um, do things to it. <laughs> Break it. Yeah. Run, take the batches out. Yeah, that's it. And, and the thing I love, I love about catching people unawares is it, it just it kind of short circuits people who are not we're not used to that happening to us are we <laughs> to someone coming up and then playing back the thing we've just said I think people should maybe we should do this in, in, in towns and cities a lot more do you know just what's sneak really up on be people and cool. just play back the last five seconds of what they said and this is going to imagine the good. anger or, or the confusion that would be going on there because we're just about to do this and then release this episode and I'm, I'm, we're probably top and tail it with some other bits as well but um, or maybe not maybe we'll just release it as, there's, there's an um, website called Hacker Public Radio and that was about, like when way back in 2013 when a lot of adventures started yeah. um, I went to Ogcamp Ob- which is like an a, a, um, event for free Libra and open source software enthusiasts that's OGG is it or just yep. OG OGG yep. and what's that stand for do you know um, you, over you open know, you knew Og, Og Vorbis yeah I knew about Og Vorbis but that's just because I've got it on my um, sound editor as a format ok so it's a format that is um, the it's a it's an open format so you can see inside the format you can see how um, sound is converted from binary into whatever other form but yeah. I don't know the source as well as most people that would probably know anything on the Hacker Public Radio because <laughs> they're really clever <laughs> and, it and sounds... I've always felt intimidated <laughs> I know and actually the beauty is I, I, I'm not intimidated by it because I just select it as a sound format to save ours mm. And then that's it. So all of that wonderful stuff done by those programmers yeah. is just working in the background and, and giving me what I want, which is just a, a sound recording that's that's sort of small enough to, to, to email to someone. And what it is is like um, these programmers that have developed this particular format have given it to the world, right? So anyone who uses the internet can use this format without having to feel like they need to... or, or it, uh, having a legal requirement... Um, to pay a proprietor for that. Yeah, because like, so MP3 yeah. is licensed, or is it a it's, format that you it's can't? A, it's, it's not a, that. It's a proprietary format. I can't remember who owns it though. Yeah, but I, from MP3, what I understand, is it's it might not be. Anyway, the, the point of this podcast, we're, we're sort of wrapping this up, and we're talking yeah, about yeah. audio formats now because we moved on from tape decks from the 1980s, and which were very very good um, you can do the same thing on a mobile phone now you can run up to someone and catch them surprise them by recording the last few seconds of what they just said and playing it back to them seeing how they react um, but we've moved on to modern audio formats which is all digital has its advantages also has disadvantages for the audio files out there who want super high quality I don't know we're not oh, going to get into that sorry today. Hugh I'm just trying to find out Oh, we've just lost him. Um, Frank's just... I am just he's on his phone. That, he's know, on his phone. You know what I do. I, like, this podcast is, is, is I tend to go into crashing. Right? No, don't let me... Don't, one don't, of the members of the podcast has gone onto his phone and that's it. Well, the thing is, like, we can... Uh, when you listen to Linux Outlaws, right, you've got Dan Lynch and you've got um, Fab um, Scherschel. These yep. guys were legends, right? And... Um, are uh, still our legends, and um, Linux Outlaws was um, one of my stable diets for a really long time. Um, what I'm just trying to do now is I'm just trying to check the MP3 on my phone. Cause I, I, I can't even hear him on his the, phone. He could be on anything. Because <laughs> back in the day, right, um, yeah. when I was listening to Linux, Linux Outlaws, yeah. it wasn't in Android. 
right? Oh and, yeah. Um, it, well, it was probably just no. It wasn't an Android. I think there was there was this. The, they they were right at the front of the wave, really. Oh, uh, I think it's owned by the um, moving pictures engineers group. Is that what they were called? That's what it stands M- for. MPEG. See, look at you. MPEG. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Developed by the Fraunhofer Institute. Fraunhofer Institute, yeah, that's the, the, the Fraunhofer was the guy that did the maths. He's so kind to me. Yeah. He, 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 he Fourier Transform, is it? That's I it. I think Fourier Transform, yeah. He's, he's been letting me, he's been so humble here, right, but he knows so much. <laughs> and I go, oh, my active patents only remain in the United States. Ooh. And um, it was released in 1993 or 24 years ago. Wow. And um, it's contained by MPEG ES, which I could start clicking. And I'm going to stick this um, on the show notes. I think that's the safest bet. <laughs> so here's a quick question, Hugh. Um, are we are we going to start talking about um, uh, how to adapt for different people and talk about? Because the internet is such a powerful I think we thing. should do that as part of the second instalment. And in a minute, we need to get off the bus. And we right, good one. Are we- Frank, where are you going next? You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.